0: He is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Top
2: five CFP thoughts. Number five, Michigan can just grind you into a powder. As much as they may not be as prolific offensively, look, J.J. McCarthy is not Michael Penix, but he's a gamer. I mean, he he steps up in the big moments. He makes plays when he has to. And there, again, Sharon Moore is not calling the same kind of offense that you're going to see Ryan Grubb call at Washington. But holy cow, they found ways to be effective. Blake Horum is really great. They've overcome the loss of Zach Zinter, who's uh, a top you know 50 pick at guard. Uh, they really... Uh, play you physically on both sides of the ball. How they got after Alabama's offensive line last night especially in the first half was super impressive uh, and really I think got in center Seth McLaughlin's head uh, he, was, he was snapping the ball low all night and that's not something he's done uh, they made they took advantage of Alabama's mistakes where most teams couldn't and you know say what you will about Jim Harbaugh and the coaching staff that was something that not many people did this year except for Texas uh, and and they did it, and they beat Alabama, and they did it by being one of the few teams in Nick Saban's era that physically muscled them up. Did it despite some
1: major special teams miscues? Yeah, uh, yeah, there's some things that could have gone very differently there for for Michigan, uh, and especially late there. But yeah, there's a really good overall team. Um I couldn't help and I've watched them a few times this year, but just how big they are, like every like the NFL prototypical like style of a player. It seems like every lineman, every player is like you're –
0: They all look like a block. Yeah, it's just like – Alabama's like offensive big line 10, of 10, Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, just a Big Ten-looking football team. But, uh, no, I mean, they're very good. Blake Corham's special. J.J. McCarthy, like you said, is a gamer. Um, they're just really deep and really good. And, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a fascinating matchup with, with Washington because they're not – Modern, like they're not just the exact same. They they are very different and unique in their own right. But um, yeah, that could have gotten away from Michigan, and they kept their cool. They could have gotten away from them at points during the season. They kept their cool, and I think that what was you know controversial out there in the public is going to be something that brings that has brought them together, and maybe that's what pushes them over the finish line as far as going to win the first national championship since 1997. Because um, now they're only one game away. But uh, yeah, they are. Big and physical, and uh, they will mash on you.
2: Absolutely, number four, Washington plays fast and loose. I mean, they, <laughs> they, you know, I, you know, we heard uh, Dick Fain earlier say, you know, the all gas no brakes thing kind of applies to Ryan Grubb as well. He's from that same thought, but uh, last night, the way that they were managing the clock and the way that they have all season long, now. This is why Kalen DeBoer, I've come to this conclusion. This is why he's the coach of the year. Not only has he coached this team up, but he's coached them through 10 straight close games into being 14-0 and 0 now and having the wherewithal to make plays when they have to in spite of the fact that sometimes he and the coaching staff make decisions that puts the team in At bad risk.
0: positions. Yeah.
2: So he's got a team that's mature enough to handle that and he can trust them enough. So that's why he's the coach of the year uh, and and look, they, they, they can't, you would say they can't keep doing it, but it's worked out 14 times in a row for them. Uh, so, but they do. I did notice that about them once again, last night that they just, man, they'd like to really, you know, bet it all on red 17 and then see what happens.
1: Yeah, well, Red 17's a Dunze or Polk <laughs> yeah, or McMillan yeah. or whoever, and you get well, the, the guy. tight end is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, and so you've got a lot of great options that not a lot of other teams are, are able to have. But yeah, they're 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 a big play waiting to happen, and you know how Michigan's able to curtail that, and I would imagine force them to try and grind it out, and especially what Dylan Johnson's health looked like after last mm-hmm. night. I mean, he was hurt in the middle of that game. He was, came in a little bit banged up, and certainly by the end of it was. Um, the worst for wear. So, how is he able to heal up here in the next few days and continue trying to battle through those injuries? But, yeah, they are they are fun to watch. They are electric when they hit that big pass to Polk, pretty much right out of the gates. It was just like, okay, here here we go, setting the tone. And uh, they hit a few more to a Dunze and and the rest of the cast throughout the night. But um, yeah, they are they do play fast, they do play loose, and it's going to be a, a very interesting clash of styles.
2: Number three. Bama was not one of the four best, in my opinion, and I here's here's where I'm going to say this. I'm not about to. I'll save my Florida State rant for the last one, but uh, if it's about like, and I've been thinking about this, of course, since the the vomit came out of the committee's mouth. But if it's about the four best and conference titles don't matter, then why did Bama's win over Georgia matter? Just because they're Bama. Because if conference titles don't matter, or if it's about the four best and not the four most deserving, then Bama's win over Georgia shouldn't have mattered because Georgia is probably the better team, just not on that day. And all like all this gets into it. I I mean look, they but they were one of the four most deserving because they won
0: when they had to. And that's they beat the two time yes, defending absolutely. national champions but, and Broke their long winning streak, and that in itself was, to me... But Alabama's, especially when you look at the quarterback
2: play last night. If quarterback play and four best were right. the, the things, Alabama proved neither of those two things last Milrow
0: night. Milro looked more like he did early in the year last night yes. than he did the last five to six games when he was playing free and easy, and Michigan may have a lot to do with
2: Yes, that. but I think Bama was the committee's argument collapse, collapsing in on itself. Because I don't think they check either one of those boxes
0: of the quarterback is better than anybody who's gonna be in there. What would necessarily. have been more controversial? FSU not making it, or Alabama beating Georgia and Georgia, and Georgia making. still making it. Yeah, I mean look they had uh, well, controversy. For-
1: Finebaum and ESPN, we know the answer would be. I yeah. don't think the answer would be different for everybody else.
2: Yeah. yeah, but like I just think that when you come when the argument was only the four best and then the quarterback, well, Alabama kind of doesn't really check those boxes. Even though I do think that they earned their way in.
1: Yeah, you just couldn't put Georgia in because Georgia just got beat. I mean, yeah. that's, that's simple as it was. Was that Alabama was right place, right time, right brand, right conference, and right win? And Georgia. That's kind of what I said at the very beginning of the show. If you're a fan of the expanded playoff, this is a year where you go, like, we should have had more than four teams because what would Florida State have – could they have put up a better fight? I don't know. Um, But certainly Georgia could have disrupted all the the rest of this whole thing uh, given how they looked throughout – um, you know, most of the year staying unbeaten up until that, that championship game. I know they weren't always super impressive, but they got the job done, and mm-hmm. they got the job done, and they got the job done until they finally did it, and then they went out there and just blasted Florida State, um, as we were all afraid of as far as hoping for a competitive game. But, yeah, uh, I, I think it's it's a fair conversation to have that Bama was not one of the four best, but timing and a lot of other things were on their side that, that didn't have to do with necessarily being one of the four best teams. Yeah.
2: Number two. Two, Penix and Adunze are alphas. I mean, they are playing at a level right now. And, yeah, I've seen a lot of draft people talk about Michael Penix Jr. and where he stands. But, man, watching him zip the ball on a frozen rope and throw deep balls makes me think that a lot of them uh, might be changing their tune here soon. And I think NFL teams, um, you know, when he's in shorts, like John just said, might start to fall in love with what he can do. Now, look, they're already in love with Rome Adunze, who – I think we'll probably be the second or third wide receiver drafted. I think everybody, you know, will take Marvin Harrison Jr. first. But, Craig, I'm, I'm kind of with you. When it comes down to the Balitnikov, I, I I think that, you know, Madunce might have gotten the, the short end of the stick uh, there a little bit because he just makes plays when he needs to all the time. And there are, like, you just – when guys are locked in like the two of them are, not to mention the other guys they have, but these two in particular, when these two are locked in like that, there's nothing you can do about it. No, they're good. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and, the, and, and their heyday connection. You know, Brady to Moss that year where they just knew, you know, young, to, young in Montana to Rice. Like, those kind of things. I know those are all NFL examples, but when you're just that in sync, what can the other team do about it?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's not much that Texas could do about it, even with great coverage in certain spots. Uh, I think Roma Dunze is a very deserving winner of the Bolitnikoff Had it gone that direction, I, I get the Marvin Harrison thing. And Marvin Harrison also didn't play with a quarterback as good as Michael Penix. I mean, what his numbers have been in the Washington offense, I don't know. But that's for, for the voters themselves to have figured out. And, um, you know, I would have gone differently. I, I would have gone with Roma Dunze and, and – would have done that before last night, but last night just reinforced what a freak show or alpha uh, he is. Same thing for Penix. I think that. That's obvious, and, uh, yeah, they're just two really, really good players um, who's going to be fun to see how Michigan attempts to you know take that away to what extent that they can or what they end up focusing <laughs> on defensively. But Penix and Adunze are likely still to find a couple of big plays at bare minimum, and, you know, you've got great options in, in Polk and McMillan and various others that can make big plays for you as well. But, yeah, those two uh, are – Big, if not the two biggest reasons why Washington's where they are, playing for a national title. That connection right there. And, uh, man, they were were smoking last night.
2: Number one, FSU could have hung with all four. And I'll even make the contention that in Michigan, Alabama – I don't know about in Texas and Washington. If Tate Rodemaker had a month to prepare that he couldn't have, have thrown for 175 yards and kept it close with either one of those two based on the way that that game went and the and the players that would have been around him in that game. Now, would they have won? I don't know. And I do know this. If Jordan Travis is playing in this game, in, the, in this thing, we're not even having this conversation. But uh, it's unfortunate. And I just felt watching, especially that first game, that Florida State got really, really screwed. Because you can win in a lot of different ways, and Alabama and Michigan showed you that last night, and Florida State wasn't given that opportunity, and I just, I think it's nonsense.
0: You know what, though, I'm, I, and I agree, uh, obviously, with what the decisions were made, but, you know, Florida State's got to show something where games matter. I understand the disappointing, but it's all part of, like, well, I can't get our way. We're going to quit. Oh, I'm not
2: thrilled about what they did. I, I wish they would have handled it. it better. I understand. I get it. Let's go to the transfer for the crowd that was saying,
1: uh, let's, let's sit out the bowl game? Yeah, like, what been, an awful they, look that well, would have been. Look,
2: here's the thing. They kind of did. They kind of did. <laughs> <They> it <kinda laughs> anyway, was an awful they, look. They got... They got Absolutely, it didn't prove as, anything they they got absolutely as close to boycotting the game as they could, yeah. and still got their money. Like both they basi- on off the field, they basically they basically showed up and took their check. Yeah. But, did, like,
1: it, but it, did it did it did the, did the didn't change anything? No, I mean, does did it the middle anything? finger like change the yeah. way the committee going to? No, no, absolutely not. No, no,
2: because well, and the thing is, is that the committee
0: is just going to use it as as fuel to the fire, right? It, but it, it, we we see these narratives now after bowl games. If you lost the game, it didn't matter. If you won the game, it was a huge win. And we see too much of, well, Georgia was one of the top four teams, then don't lose to Alabama. You can't have everybody get in the four. And in Florida State's case, it would have been nice. And, okay, screw it. We, uh, we got screwed. Let's go figure it out. With then, of course, the transfer and the opt-outs in the NFL, some big boy names that didn't
1: play. Yeah, I mean, based on what we saw from from some of these showings, I mean, there's an argument to be made that Florida State could have been competitive, but would they have won any game in any matchup? I don't know. Um, I I don't really have much confidence in that with Tate Rodemaker, But, hey, like you said, a month to prepare. Who the heck really knows? But I I don't think that 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 showing against Georgia really did them any favors. You know, whether you were protesting it or however you're choosing to look at that, um, that was just an ugly, ugly game uh, that could have been so much better. And that's unfortunate we didn't get a better matchup there for a variety of different reasons. But, yeah, I mean, the good thing is is that Next year, a team like that's in. And I know they're very much the anti-playoff expansion or anti-four or whatever. You're never going to make everybody happy. Um, I don't know how you can argue on one hand that, um, you know, let's have uh, these bowl games matter and not like that they're going to make a game like like Florida State and Georgia would have mattered a lot more in a playoff setting. Right? And that's what you're hoping to curtail. So we'll see if that ends up working in a year from now. But, yeah, that was an ugly game. And fortunately, we were able to get a couple of great games yesterday to – to really leave us feeling pretty good until the national yeah. title game here in a week.
0: You want me to tell you guys about the viewers, or you want to wait till Thursday on the bull? Go ahead. 27.2 million turned into Bama, Michigan.
1: That's close to the, the- NFL number. <clears throat> is, that, is that not more than the NFL Best number? Best
0: semifinal since year one. Top 10 cable telecast of all time. Um, peaked at 32.8 million. 18.4 million watched Texas Washington, fourth highest Sugar Bowl audience in 20 years. And that game was a late game that you wonder how much of their numbers were affected by some of it being well past midnight on the east coast and even some of it it seemed like mid midnight here in the central well time that's zone.
1: just uh three million less for bama michigan than uh, three million less than that massive cowboys lions yep. uh saturday night on monday saturday night, football night game, um, for christmas break so yeah that's a super impressive no that's way higher than i thought it was 20s yeah that's 20. nfl yeah. numbers yeah, yeah that's, and,
0: and that's from pat smith who we've had Pat Smith Radio, we've had him on the show. And that's
1: why, you know, there's so much discussion and talk about the future and what they're trying to shape it up, they being the the powers that be, shape it up to be. Uh, You get, you know, maybe not as... Uh, much of a of a great game with certain schools if you want to really parse through the Big Ten and the SEC, but you are going to get big fan bases and big TV ratings as a result, whether Iowa is great or not. Mm. Iowa fans are going to tune in and watch the game. Nebraska, whether they're great or not, they're going to have better TV ratings than most any other team that you put in that spot. So if you're a big TV ratings person or somebody who's, who's using that as a reason for why there's all this big change happening. I mean, that's that's the type of number that will push you in that direction of big brands, big numbers, yep. big eyes, and, and all of that. That's a massive, massive number. And the other one's good, too, but that's just a that's a huge
0: one. That's, that's monstrous NFL-type numbers, as we said. Thanks to Emery and Jack. Thank you, Garrett. Appreciate it. Great to be back. Chat room was fired away from the beginning, just going at it. Thank you very much. And of course our sponsors as we start a new year in 2024 headed towards the rest of the year with who knows what might come day to day in college athletics for Paul Catalina and for Craig Smoke. Thank you very much. I'm David Smoke. This is 365 Sports. Tonight at 10:30 on the local CW, 365 Sports tonight.